Yo, yo, yo. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Win Win Effect show presented by Winject Studios. If you're ready to talk about some AI and how it changes lives in the future, then you come to the right show today because I am speaking to the legendary Dr. Kim Solos. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Very well. Happy to be here. I'm thrilled. Normally, if you're watching a video of this, then you would typically see a green screen, but the behind the green screen, normally he does like a PowerPoint type of stuff. The first time I had a conversation with Dr. Kim, it was actually mind blowing. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for this interview. <laughs> <laughs> He's speaking to the other part of my brain where everyone else tells me that I'm nuts and crazy. I'm a good friend of ours. Justin Breen is the one that, you know, obviously set this up, obviously conversation that we had, which is mind-blowing read a lot about you done a lot in the years your career and I, one thing that i stuck out to me dr kim was <laughs> that you're 75 years old going on 18 i thought that was pretty cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just beginning my man i'm like are you a robot that's that's really true yeah so <laughs> you know there there are other podcasts where the big deal is what are you going to do for the second half of your life so yeah. the second that would mean that I'm, I'm going to 150 and nobody's lived past 122 so we'll, we'll see what happens <laughs> we'll see what uh, happens god willing god willing if you don't have more to do in a next past life and it's not time for you to go right. then that which makes me even more excited to have this conversation because there's so much in your story that we can dissect but then again it's not really about, I don't like shows. Like not, I know how it is. And I go on shows, right? And they want to talk about my past life. Like when I was five, you know, some pivotal moments. I'm like, no one gives a shit. Like, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about some things that I'm actually interested in. And I want to do, you know, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. do you feel kind of the same way, especially you have so much accomplishments. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if, if you think about life starting now, mm -hmm. like, you know, Two days ago, I realized I'd missed an email on May 26th. Now, you may think missing email is like bad and you should be on top of your e email, mm -hmm. but I think you're wrong. If you're busy, sometimes missing some crucial email looks you, makes you look really cool and laid back. So the uh, academia.edu company had contacted me about doing a course on how AI and blockchain can save humanity from itself and soon. And so I sent them a video. It's a game changing on, email. <laughs> on this, you know? Yeah. I, I sent them a video on this. And the reason I missed their reply is they accepted the concept so quickly, it never occurred to me they would like get right back to me and say yes. So, you know, I did. I had a lot of emails on the 27th and I didn't actually scroll down to see this almost immediate <laughs> reply. So- like, that, That's um, not huge, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, yes. So oh, yeah, so, so that is re really cool. Now you may think, well, yeah, but it's going to be a lot of competing courses. Mm -hmm. No, there's no other like futurist guy there. There are hardly any scientists. There's no physicians there. So I'm, I'm going to have a really unique offering as of uh, September 15th. And uh, yeah, so, so that's like my recent life. That's something that mm -hmm. happened two days ago where I 
realized I missed this email. And you may think that's the only time in my life that something really good happened where I, I yeah, weren't aware of it. <laughs> e email, but no, it it's sort of a, a thing. It's a, a mm -hmm. gift that when somebody sends you an email that they think is the most important email and you, you've ever received in your whole life and you don't reply, mm -hmm. they think, ha, huh, this guy must be this guy, really busy. Yeah, this, I know he's really busy or this isn't even an amazing opportunity. Maybe we should up our Annie. <laughs> come back with a come back with a counter offer and you didn't even reject it yeah. and they give you more money. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah, right. Fine. Then, then if you think of just sort of reimagining scale of like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm in medicine, you know, doctors make you better and stuff, but uh, let's just re reimagine the scale of that. So first of all, start considering medicine writ large, which is fixing society because a lot of, you know, disease comes from poverty and injustice and all sorts of stuff yes. in the world. So if you could fix all, all that, you would improve a lot of medical things. So mm -hmm. so it's like the physician as the natural attorney of the poor kind of thing. Yeah. So um, then think about the fact that AI solved protein folding Mm -hmm. Last year, the fall of 2020, you think, oh, that's really boring. So, no, no. <laughs> the, the only important thing to know about protein folding is it is substantially more complicated than any of the big problems that the human race has right now. It's more complicated than colonialism, uh, climate emer emergency, systemic racism, COVID-19, all those things, which is our, our big problems, yes. are simpler, easier to understand than protein folding. Walk the listeners through, like I guess, in, the, in a nutshell on how significant right. this is to today's right. society. So um, there has been, since the 1990s, <laughs> Every two years, the contest to how close people can get predicting the shape of proteins from like the formula of the protein. And then this is important for everything, you know, for creating antibodies to fix diseases and, 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 and creating it new drugs. It applies to everything in life. It applies to everything in life, yeah. Everything, I mean, all the important stuff in us is made from proteins. And their folding is very complicated. And if you calculate by classical physics, how long would it take a single protein to fold? It would be until the heat death at the end of the universe. So, so it's obvious that that's not how it works because the actual folding occurs in less, less than a second. So every two years has been this contest but nobody got very close to predicting the actual shape of the protein. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and so last year, uh, DeepMind, that this uh, AI um, enterprise that, that's, that's headquartered in London, UK, and mm -hmm. Edmonton, Alberta, where I am, uh, came up with, with, with this thing, AlphaFold, to predict the shape of proteins 
and it basically got 90 to 95 percent accuracy. Nobody had come that close. People were like 50, 60 percent, and and really hit hit and miss. So basically, the the summary statement is that AI fixed and solved forever the problem of protein folding, even though there's no human being on earth who can conceptually figure out how proteins fold. Mm -hmm. So, 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 I mean, AI is sort of definitely smarter than we are in that area. Mm -hmm. And protein folding is a more complicated problem than all the other big problems of our society now even if you think about human aggression people being right 100 yeah 100 i mean you're even looking at it right now where people have been stuck inside for 15 months or so and not living i guess you would say the best quality of life pertaining right? yeah. to human interaction i know for myself me speaking on stage and me working with companies and doing a lot of different things well just so happened doc i think it was three four weeks ago Everything started opening up here in London. When everything started opening back up, I started doing what I normally do. Go in and broker deals and meeting with clients and sitting down and going through you know, KPIs and yada, yada, yada. Well, I had, well, I think it was on a Friday. I think I had more meetings outside than I did inside. I think it was three. So it was a big board meeting that I had. I was brokering a deal that I went to another deal then I traveled and came back. By the time I got back home here, to my house, I think it was around like five ish on a Friday, and I was gone since seven ish in the morning. Well, I'm not used to that so much social interaction. It was, you know, you're looking at limited social interaction. I didn't realize how much energy that you actually burn. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like, this is real life. Yeah, th th this is real life again. <laughs> I and I'm, a, you know, me. I'm, and I don't know if Justin mentioned this, but that's what I teach. Is I'm. I speak energy fluently. Right. That's my that's my thing. I pick yeah. up on energy. I can usually understand the capacity of the energy on how much I should pour in to where right. they're able to hold on to to recycle. Make a long story short, I got back home and I was like, "Whoa, this is some serious stuff." I'm not you I need to start stretch, you know, outstretching my own I guess understanding of getting myself back into it because there were times doc that I could, you know, of course maybe it could be with age, but I believe age is just even an illusion. So, and I speak, that's something that I want to kind of drive this conversation to that truth and illusion. You have truth, then you have illusion. Well, 98% of the world is in the illusion side. They're, they're so stuck and fixated and they're only seeing inside of that one box. Sure. Sure. Well, there, there, there are a lot of important fictions that mm -hmm. we all, you know, believe in. You know, money is a fiction, so on. You know. Yes. And and and, but they're they're important in our life. So you're mm -hmm. you're you're quite right. Both real things are important, but also these, you know, agreed upon fictions like yes, money Fairy tales. Are, yeah. are also important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's man-made. A man-made to yeah. end up having those who don't have the awareness or understanding to conform, in yeah. my opinion. And when people step in line, just you know, I was actually reading a book. It was very fascinating. I can't remember the name of it. They were talking about when the baby was born. 
and the baby starts crying. They say that the baby starts crying because it's outside the womb and whatnot, right? Well, they were actually, they were arguing through facts, not just off of based on someone's illusion, right? <laughs> of stuff projected on you. It was based off of facts. When a baby is born, the reason why they're crying, they're leaving the other other side. Yeah. And they at some point they start, you know, that's why the, the human brain, the brilliance age is zero to seven. At some point it could be product of their environment, parents, it could be their community, it could be to p- other people around them, whatever that might be, situations in life. Maybe it was a traumatic birth. I don't know. It could have been, you know, obviously dealing with that all the way down to the subconscious. That's where the subconscious foundation is laid. Yeah. So at some point they can form. And you have to conform at some point, even if you're faking it till you're making it, till you're able to live, I guess, a more a better quality of life when it pertains to you mentioned money. Well, money, they say that money can buy you freedom. That's bullshit, in my opinion. No offense. Money just creates more problems if you have if you don't have a solid foundation of understanding what is true and what is an illusion. Right. So you see the the other thing that I talk about beyond AI is, you know, uh, blockchain. Because yes. that's the other thing that's going to help us with the truth and real history of things mm-hmm. in the future. And, um, you know. That's what made me excited about this interview. Not, yeah, non, non-fungible tokens and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know? So, um the, the idea of this, you know, distributed ledger that's on multiple computers that you personally can't change what's, right. what's there guarantees us mm-hmm. that there will be a kind of independent check on the truth in the future. And I mean, that <laughs> we're in a pretty solid, sorry state without something mm-hmm. like that, because at the moment, like if if you were to say, well, it's quite important to establish the basic goodness of human beings because when machines are smarter than we are, they have a decision to make about us. Should we accommodate humans to keep them on the planet or should we ignore them? And if it looks like there's no evidence at all for this basic goodness of human beings, yet we've taught the machines that that's important, that we believe that we have this basic goodness, but every day we're demonstrating the the opposite. Then, then we're toast in the long run, you know. When it comes to especially manufacturing a lot of different things, I think that where the life is going, I and mean, you see the richest people and the most wealthiest in the world, they're trying to leave this damn place. So when you yeah. when that starts to happen, and they're going on blockchain and whatever currency, whatever uh, crypto stuff that you, what people are using, that's fine. It doesn't matter to right. me. What, what matters right. to me is, is it going to be used in a greater good of the humanity? Not in obviously to hurt, right? So, yeah. and yeah. that's a choice. And I'm not going to go all the way down a rabbit hole, but right. this big, huge rabbit hole that we call the, I wouldn't say, I'm, I'm going to choose my words wisely because I do have a lot of listeners and it's not about what we say, it's what they hear, right? <laughs> so they might take it the wrong way. Yeah. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of moving parts that control this world. And people that watch TV and understand media, like in the US right now, I know you're in Canada, but in the US they were voted, and it wasn't shocking to me, it was like, well damn, that's common sense. 90, I think it was 90 over 90 something percent of people say that 
that the media sources in the U.S. were the most untrusted. Yeah. Yes. So people are watching the media and that's, you know, just look at the way the words are, right? Television. Television. Right. And what are, what's on the television? Programs from channels. Channeling. Yeah. I mean, it's not that it's not that hard. It's right in front of your face. Yeah. So like yeah. look at look at um instruction. Instruction. What am I giving you? Right? Yeah. Like you're getting there's so many other things that you, information, information, putting you in formation and cadence to get in line right. and conform. Right. So let let me just give you give you an idea of the mm-hmm. uh uniqueness of the course that I teach. It's called yes, technology I, you 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 you're that's why you're that's why you you are you exactly why I was so excited for this interview. Right. I didn't I didn't even have to tee you up. You knew exactly where I was going. Go ahead, please. I love this, man. Wackadoo so, conversations. Yeah. So you know when when I started this, I thought, well, this is such an obvious idea that it, it it'll catch on quickly, and you know, and every medical school, every university will have a course like this. That did not happen. So 10 mm-hmm. years ago, when I started the course, um, it gradually is becoming clear that people do sort of copy the course, but mm-hmm. only in the realm of professional keynote speakers, people who are putting on a show who, yes. <laughs> who don't belong to percent. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't have any academic credibility that they have to keep or anything. So mm-hmm. there, there are three other courses like mine taught by people like, like that. But uh, otherwise, I, I really have the only game in town in terms of a course like that in a medical school or in, in a legitimate uh, academic uh, institution. So what is it like to take the course? It's a course about the future. Well, the course about the future cannot remain static, right? So the characteristics of the course a lot need of parts. To, to constantly change. Mm-hmm. So we, we talk a lot about FOMO, the fear of missing out, and multiple instances of self. It may seem to your audience like that's a very futuristic thing, but there is an ANA Avatar X Prize that is going to be awarded this year, 2021, for exactly that, having a remote instance of yourself and being able to, you know, it's communicate. Yeah, and on the opposite side side of the earth, right? It's like a so, holo- they doing a doing a keynote speech as a hologram. Yeah. So there are so many teams there, I, and and you know it it. it there, there are probably going to be multiple winners. So by the end of 2021, when people think about this idea of multiple instances of self, they'll be thinking of something specific, the actual mm-hmm. winners of that uh, X prize. And it means the next time that you're considering a choice in life where I can't do that, because it's at the same time as this. I have to do this, so I can't mm-hmm. do that. Well, no, it's, it's forcing people to level up. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do both. There's forcing people to level up and getting and using AI or using some other type of resources to reach an audience in a different capacity. Right, right. So the, this is one of the themes of the course. So that in the fall of 2020, 
the students decided they'd seen some coroplast cutouts of 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 me. People call them cardboard cutouts, but I saw this on your website. <laughs> yes. I was like, but look anyway. at this guy right here, man. <laughs> so yeah. It's like so, who am I interviewing this guy? I was like, who is this guy? I was so excited. You have no idea, but go ahead. Go ahead. So um the students were interested in having cutouts of themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm I'm like 50 years or more older than the students. You can imagine me taking pictures of them. That's not what happened. So other students took pictures of them for these mm -hmm. life-size cutouts. And now, like in my office where I am now, there's 17 of those cutouts <laughs> of the yeah. students so you used to say, well, there's a pandemic, you know, are they doing social distancing? Well, they're not alive, right? They're, they're just, they're just <laughs> life, but they certainly look like living students, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that's what we did in the fall of 2020. Well, we're the only course doing that, the only people doing that, but we didn't do it again in in winter 2021. What did we do? Well, we discovered, and this was a real insight amongst the students about me, you know, that there's something, <laughs> something <laughs> about you, Dr. Solis. And what we think it is, is you're neuroatypical in a positive way. So mm -hmm. we think you, you should have personality testing. Okay, so I, I did, did that. that. I did see and, that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, and the standard personality test for sort of normal people, it's called NEOPIR. So it's a revised form of this personality inventory. And I took that and showed, indeed, I was planning to never reveal the results because I'm sure it's going to be very embarrassing and you know, mm -hmm. highly personal, but that, that's that's not what happened. I turned out to be kind of the poster child for right. per, personality tests. So I had sky high openness to experience. That's not the same as sensation seeking. Sensation seeking is sort of ordinary. And my neuroticism, worrying about things that don't need to be worried about, is practically zero. So, that, so that is so great. Were, That's so great. Your stress, <laughs> your stress level is like that. <laughs> so, so the students were fascinated, and they wanted to get tested too. So, what's the cost of that? Well, it turns out you can imagine the formula that's coming from my mouth here. The cost of the coroplast cutouts of the students in fall 2020, and the cost of the personality testing in 2021 were exactly the same get out of town i won't tell you what the figure is but yeah it, it it's approximately exactly the same so i'm spending the same amount per student in in winter 2021 but we were doing something different mm -hmm. and they loved it be, because who does this first of all in in the you? fall who does chloroplast <laughs> cutouts of themselves and then who who gets the uh, personality testing of all the students in the course. And in the fall of 2021, what will we do? I don't know, but it won't be either of those two things. Mm -hmm. we'll be doing mean, it, because my, the course needs to change every mm -hmm. term, you know, it does. to be a valid course. What's the process for that type of course? I mean, in personality test. 
So there it is in Edmonton. You probably heard of West Edmonton Mall. It, it's like it was it's the like largest famous thing. Mall, yeah. mall in the world. And close to West Edmonton Mall is a fairly impressive looking house, but it's not for people to live in. It's for these personality testing people. So it's in a residential neighborhood. So it looks like, so it looks like a nut house. <laughs> No, no, but but but, it, I, but it, it has huge parking. So you think, what is this? Why would this house have so much parking? Well, they have a lot of staff and a lot of people wanting their testing done, mm -hmm. and so it it's it's kind of cool. It's such a respectable looking building houses that kind of activity close to uh, West Ed. So the students go there and it's it's very funny you think of a lot of appointments in life where people are afraid you're going to be late that's not the concern here they don't want you to be early so you get this big notice do not come early because this disrupts a previous person's appointment mm -hmm. you know if you're sort of barge in at the middle of, of their testing right so that would that would be me because i'm early to everything <laughs> Everything. Yeah, and it, and it only takes one hour. It's not stressful. You can't prepare for it. And the only lie you must you you think of well, there must be something that's not completely correct. Yeah. Well, you you get this written summary of your personality, and the last line says. This cannot change. This is you. This is you forever. <laughs> it can't change. That and is the hilarious. reason they say that, of course, is they want you to think, boy, it's a really important test. But actually, studies have shown there can be minor changes in yeah, the result I was about to of say that. The trauma, the trauma, but, neurochemistry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But often the changes, and this is kind of funny if you think about me and this test. With age, the openness decreases. But since I'm 75 and my openness yeah, is Yeah, I don't, I don't high, think you had that where to go, yeah. <laughs> so if mine has decreased, I, I don't know how that would be possible. So I don't if there think... ever was a safer bet, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yes. they yeah. should take, we should go to Vegas, and that will be the bet. I, if ever was it, and then my luck, you know? Right, um, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so, so, and then the other thing I talk about are future civilizations. What are we going to do as a civilization? And there's a Kardashev um, classification, right? Kardashev mm -hmm. uh, um, type one civilization has a sort of barrier to the radiation coming to the earth and captures some of that radiation to make it into power and stuff. So you can modulate global warming entirely. You can fine tune exactly the temperature of the temperature of the earth, make sure it's, it's, it's never too hot and, mm -hmm. and so on. So that is a Kardashev type one civilization. That may sound impressive to you to have this mega structure around the earth that would allow that. 
How, what's it's that like, you know what I think of? You know what I think of? Remember at the end of Truman Show when he like was pushing all the buttons and then he was like trying to get away and he was pushing and he was causing like a hurricane and all kind of stuff? That's what I think. That's what I thought of when you said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Kardashev type two then is when you put a mega, stru mega structure around the sun and mm. capture all, all the energy of the sun and imagine what you could do with that. So... And if, if you talk to people out there, they may be vaguely aware of these concepts, but like, we'll be doing this someday. How does it work? How do you keep it secure? What's mm -hmm. it made out of? You know, how can you make something that big? And it turns out, for instance, with the Type 2, that it wouldn't work to have a giant uh, fixed structure around the sun. It would sort of crash into the sun. What you need is sort of a lot of reflecting mirrors all pointed to one sort of collection point. And that's how it would actually work. So, so there'd be a large number of things around the sun, um, sort of like uh, mirrors uh, and uh, collecting the energy that way. But like, it's, it's good for people to get comfortable with this idea of thinking there's really no upper bound for how big we can think. And it doesn't That's serve any purpose to assume that there's some upper bound. And and and, and it's it's kind of exciting to think, well, if we actually controlled all the energy from the sun, <laughs> what we could do. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I I mean I'm sure someone will figure it out and be able to monetize yeah. from it. So yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the way it and, works. And and that's that's another thing. So how long are we going to keep using money? When is the post-scarcity era of, uh, you know, abundance going to start and that, that sort of thing? Now, I had an interesting experience with that. In uh, India, there, there is a, a, um, a sort of special city, Oroville, where they, they got rid of money a long time ago. They don't use money. And I went there. It's a fascinating place to talk to the people. Shortly after I left, there was a brutal murder there. <laughs> so it shows that just getting rid of money doesn't, like, solve everything, you know? Yeah, it don't solve all the problems, that's for no, sure. No, no, no. And, and um, I, but I... I believe that needs to be factored in that you, you can imagine it's, it's not just, um, you know, uh, un uniform basic in income, but actually price of, of most valuable things could come down to approximately zero and, and um, um, virtual reality, augmented reality would be so good that it's better than the real experience, can be shared with friends mm -hmm. and so on. So, like, when you wake up in the morning, you think, oh, no, you know, all the things I want, I can never have, and all the things I want to do, I can never do. Neither one of those things would, would, would be true, right? Mm -hmm. Basically, everything you want, you can have, and any experience you want it, it may not be real, but it's certainly going to feel real. You know, you can have, and, and, and it's shareable. So, so, so that's what the future is looking so, like. 
what what how do you feel about like grocery stores and whatnot like the food the produce and those types of things i mean i'm just morally curious is when you were talking about some certain things that drop down in cost what are some of the things like obviously in the future like when it pertains to produce and groceries grocery stops and and whatnot right yeah well um it it may be that the cheaper options for most things, nobody really prefers them. It's mm -hmm. just some people buy them because they're cheaper. So those things would gradually disappear as, as the price of valuable goods comes down. And the things we still would value would be sort of unique um, uh, creativity that is either beyond what sentient machines can do or different enough, you know, human enough and mm -hmm. different because of the different nature of humans versus machines that is still valuable. And one of the other fascinating things that I think this will resonate in, in your listeners, if you think of creativity, what per percentage of your audience is creative? If you ask them, if you ask what others would regard as the least creative person there, they will consider themselves creative. So mm -hmm. in that sense, everybody's interested in I don't think so. Creative. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. I don't think they are. To be yeah. honest with you, when I think of creative creativity, it's thinking outside the box. Yes, yes. It's thinking, so, it's doing, it's thinking, coming up with, it's, come, it's like basically articulating something that people have not been able to see and visualize. Yes. Well, That's creativity to me. Yeah, yeah. So th this is my idea of living a life without precedent. This is what I tell the... Medical students, it's a very popular <laughs> subject with them it because I've read that too in your story. Yeah, yeah. That that if you think of becoming a doctor, a certain kind of doctor, you know a doctor who's already that kind of doctor, and you know, so they're maybe a few years ahead of you, and then you say, Well, at this point I should have done this and that and so on. That <laughs> that's very stressful because you're constantly being measured against the performance of these other people. On the other hand, medicine is a very broad field and, and a, uh, needs a lot of new things created within it and new paths and that sort of thing. So if you do something new that nobody's ever done before, that's actually easier. Because it, it is because you don't have you don't have yeah right exactly yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. I'm so happy that you said that because it, it it's a hundred percent true if you're doing something that no one else has done before or not open to there's no not really a lot of competition yeah. and of course yeah. before they actually believe in you they're gonna say that you're crazy yeah and I'm yeah. sure that that's a lot of you get a lot of that in that type of that world in that no, realm but but like. I, I like the phrase race ipsa locator. The thing speaks for itself. Like mm -hmm. many people who know me have had the following experience that somebody tells them that I'm crazy. I have all these weird ideas. 
And then shortly thereafter, the same person is telling them about this new thing that I've done and stuff. Mm -hmm. And and you really don't need to say, but before you were saying the guy's crazy, now you seem proud of what, what he's doing. Right. You, know, you right. don't need to talk, talk about it. It's just obvious. It's sort of a teachable moment that doesn't need to be explained. And I think that's part of and I think that's part of who you are, Doc, to be honest with you. And, it's, and I think that's why you've probably outstretched your some of your limitations that were I guess in certain situations probably trying to getting projected onto you that you really didn't care what people thought anyway. So yeah. you didn't put any of your energy into something you couldn't control. Cause you mentioned part of your test that you took the personality test. It was yeah. the very bottom level of actually giving a shit. Yes, <laughs> worrying about things. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I, that thing to be honest with you, doctor, I'm going to be honest with you in the last probably, I would say 19, 20 months. My level used to be a little higher and now I've gotten to the point to where it, I don't really care. Like I, I'm, I, I know where, I know where my zone of genius is, and then I, every time that I've always took a toe nail over that line, it hurt me. So yeah. I stay within that zone of genius and do the things that I like to do, and just so happens the things that I like to do impact so many lives. So, so really what I what I notice in my audiences, and I'm just fine with it. You would think that the object is to connect with every person. Nope. But in my line of work, that isn't possible. So mm -hmm. two thirds of the people I, I can kind of connect with and they understand what I'm talking about. And the other third look completely mystified. <laughs> <laughs> I would I say it's three. So I that's a good, I liked how you broke it out in three. Cause here's what my <laughs> grandfather used to tell me, doc. This is right. funny. This is what right. he said, but not to cut you off and interject on this. It's just, I cannot let this pass. I'll burst in a confetti. Right. Right. Yeah. He would say there's three types of people in this world. There's people that make things happen right. and they're open to doing things. They're just going to do whatever they need to do to make things happen. There's people yeah. that look around and seeing what everyone else is doing to try to make some things happen and kind of like step on themselves, procrastinate, wondering what they, you know, like, okay, what do I need to do? I'm going to procrastinate. Maybe I should do it. No, maybe I shouldn't. And then you have the last one. And the people that are sitting around wondering what the hell just happened. Right. They have, they have no idea what's happening in the world. They have no idea what's happening in front of their face because they're all they're doing. They're in a trance. Yeah. They're doing what everybody else is telling them to do, what they're to think. I, I meet people that try to speak on stage and they're, all they're doing is just mimicking right. other people. Right. So I, th I would point out that this is probably also a thing about yourself that is hard to change if you're convinced that conformity is the secret to success in life, then <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're in for a very stressful life because I think, first of all, conformity doesn't do, do much for you. And secondly, it's kind of a hard path to follow because it's a changing trajectory, right? So you're well, you just mentioned, yeah, you just yeah. mentioned, Doctor, on top of that, if you're doing what everyone else has been doing and have done, have accomplished, hasn't accomplished, whatever, and they don't know how to judge it, you're just going to get hated on. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, but then I think the... the um,
The other side of it is that you're, you're actually in kind of a good place if the people around you are sort of giving you these vibes of, what you doing? What you doing? And you realize mm -hmm. they honestly don't understand what, mm -hmm. what I'm doing. And so, and and that's fine. And that's the, fun. That's let you know you're doing something. Right. And the, the other thing then is this, this whole idea of um, like um, trying to um, change things, you know, like, like the, the, the usual feeling that we have inside is it really changing what other people think is like impossible or nobody's going to listen? And I'm sure you, you having a show like this, you, you have many thoughts about that, right? Mm -hmm. Can we thought. actually change things? Mm -hmm. And what I, <laughs> I found, it was so much the opposite. So start, starting in January, 2018, I, I began doing these, videos complaining about the inaccurate depiction of, of AI and the future online. Um, and what happened was that every single video was reacted to, sometimes so completely, you couldn't find any evidence of the thing we had complained about except the screenshot that I had of it. It was <laughs> gone, you know? And so what's the secret? The secret is when the people changed the things we complained about, they didn't say, well, you know, Kim Solis and Ashita Mogi did this video. No, they didn't name us. They just changed it. We complained. Mm -hmm. They fixed it, right? Including the government of Finland. So this no, I saw that. Story. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. That was crazy. I was <laughs> like, look at the impact this guy has. <laughs> so... The, you know, Finland is a little nimble country. It can kind of turn on a dime in a way that bigger <laughs> countries can't. It's really proud of that. So the government decided they are going to have the populace, the, the, the citizenry that understands AI better than any other country. So they're going to have a government run AI course that's free and for everybody and going to encourage everybody in Finland to take it, right? Well, so it, it was it was open to me as well, since it's free for everybody. And I realized there's something very comforting, but very wrong in this course. Right. Because it's run by the government. And so they're saying, listen, you know, don't worry about what's going to happen when AI is smarter than we are. Because for every self-improvement step, the AI is going to have to ask the humans for permission. And, you know, we'll have a government committee that will consider what AI can do. and what. There's no computer scientist in the world that believes that's what self-improving right. AI means. So, so, so I have a question for yeah. you. And there's this, this was one of my thoughts that I had this morning. I wouldn't say that I was approaching this interview differently. I wasn't. It wasn't that. I just I popped in my head. I always get the craziest ideas when I'm working out or doing other things, right? So yeah. and I was thinking about how many jobs the AI can replace. And even more so, the, it's going to compound effect 
by you know 10 years. Let's look at a 10 year span if we have to put a number on it. Okay. So we're looking at that. Then you're looking at the world's population and how many jobs it's going to replace. Then where do the what do these people do? You know, I mean you have to also start looking at the educational system. Right. Yeah. Of what they teach kids. <clears throat> yeah. And I and I believe that we are I wouldn't even say years, decades behind the curriculum of what they need to change to catch up to the world's growth when it comes to technology. Right. But if if you think about some jobs that don't exist yet, but will be the most important jobs on the okay, planet. Okay, that's a good point. You know, like robot li- liaison or you know, <laughs> liaison with a sentient machine, you know, kind of like the you know ambassador between us and them as we kind of merge with them and work work with them so there'll, there'll be some exciting opportunities for uh human beings that we haven't really thought of as a positive part of this there are also i mean it's another look at this how many people enjoy the work that they do now that's a, yeah, that was exactly where yeah. I was going with it. Right, Robert, right. You're looking at 78% of people in the world today do not like what they do. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, and I'm so, going off a statistic from two years ago. There's probably even more now. Right. So I, I think it'll take a while for people to sort of make sense of this right. simple equation. But you don't have to work anymore because the price of everything's coming down and there's, you know, universal basic income and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And that means you can spend your time on doing creative fun stuff, you know, on the Star Trek holodeck, whatever. Either right. you're creating <laughs> things that other people find valuable or you're doing virtual re- reality the whole day, but it's much better than any video game you mm. you've ever played or ever imagined. You know, what's funny is um, what I've been building with Winjet and I'm, you would have asked me 18 months ago that I would own a broadcasting media corporation. I would have looked at you dot and been like, you're freaking nuts. Yeah. I'm just going to where everybody's going and yeah. where what's shifting. And I kind of asked myself, why not? That was pretty much my statement. It's was like, why wouldn't I do this? So they're looking, what I'm doing is I'm building an all-in-one educational approach when it pertains to content creators and then content consumers. I'm right. going where everybody's at. Yeah, You see a huge spike in growth when it pertains to podcasting because people would much rather listen to a conversation rather than listening to the news. Sure. Just prove but that with see, a statistic, right? Yeah, but the, the recent insight I have had mm-hmm. is that <clears throat> it, it's a very simple demographic. Who doesn't listen to the news at all? Young people and celebrities and famous people. They yep. don't listen to the news at all. Who does? And ah, there it is. <laughs> and so that doesn't mean that they don't have any need for some kind of, uh, you know, information flow. Mm-hmm. But I, I think part of the deal is if it's important to the maintenance of our species on the planet, 
that we prove that we have this basic goodness of human beings, and <laughs> nothing's doing that. If every real newscast argues in the opposite direction, that we are just lying bastards, and you know who can't. I mean, you can't said it, Doc. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I I think is there could be a good newscast. Wouldn't have to be recent news. Is some of it could be timeless events. You know, things that occurred 10 or 20 years ago were working then are still working now and are it's something we can be really proud of. And if you think of timeless content, I actually have some of that. I have videos from 10 or more years ago that get more views now than they did then and don't contain any content that's wrong. You'd say, well, in 10 years, there must be. No, but they... <laughs> They don't, and they're still useful for teaching now. So we could have a good newscast for young people, by young people, that sort of emphasizes big picture, long range things like that. Like what is working in our society? Mm -hmm. Is there anything that reinforces the idea of basic <laughs> goodness of human beings that we should keep on the planet right <laughs> right no yes. I, I, i'm 100 percent aligned yeah. to this message yeah. because it is yeah. it's yeah. so accurate on what's needed in today's world yeah i mean you also have to look at you you have big tech right where facebook linkedin youtube all this all this stuff twitter yeah. controlling and trying to censor people because they've never been in a world right now you have direct access from me to you right now i'm in london I'm talking to you right now. Could be a live show if I hit the hit the live button. Yeah. So you can't hardly like really censor anybody, but if you do, you have to do it by trust. Well, we right. also on the other side of what you're basically saying is having maybe a governed and obviously a someone there like a more of a younger body is in humans, right? Coming up with the things they want to talk about, and also when it pertains to what they need to do. The problem with the world today. In, in certain situations, they're not open to change. They're not open to listening to the other person's perspective. Yeah. Well, no, it was very interesting. If you think of my life in terms of who I'm interacting with, you know, I have a lot right. of international interactions. So sometimes when a neighbor asks us to come by, I'm a little bit creeped up by it because I, yeah, you're, often you're, it doesn't work well. I don't really fit in, you know? And so the most, I don't think so, Doc. I would hang out with you. I would hang yeah, out with you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But you're, you're kind of special. Yeah. So <laughs> what what, what oh, happened sure. it was a very honest mm -hmm. conversation. The, the guy who was the host said, you know, I am completely opposed to change. And mm -hmm. I understand you're like behind a lot of change. So we have, we mm -hmm. have completely different views. And that actually made the party much easier. I, I still really okay. You know, wouldn't have stayed for, for, for many hours, but I could at least at, at least we sort of got that out of the way. He's opposed to change. And, and I'm making change. So, yeah. mm -hmm. What were some of the biggest moments do you think in your career? And this, and I haven't really put a lot of thought into this question the way that I want to frame it. I'm just more the curious at hearing it from 
your perspective and your views, considering you are 75. Let's, let's talk about it, yeah. right? So yeah. in those decades and the change of what's happened, you maybe have more data to measure and reassess on how similar things were back in the 60s when it pertains to certain messages of looking at some of the patterns in behavior. Oh, sure. Yeah. So what are, what are, if you can talk about that just for a little bit, if you can, I mean, I'm just more yeah. curious just by myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if, if you think of me growing up in the sixties, mm -hmm. it was entirely the opposite of the way young people today are thinking. There was a phrase that they say today that they may not understand this would kill your social life in the 60s if you said it. If we do that, we may get into trouble. Nobody <laughs> said that in the 60s. That, that's a good point. <laughs> that's like, no, we didn't say that shit in the 80s, you know? No, so. no, but now there are such risk averse young people. I never thought that was possible. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they're still biologically similar to what young people were like in the 60s. But they're sort of thinking of things like we had this mantra, don't believe anyone over 30. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you can't believe anyone older than 30, you know? And, and like now they're thinking something different. Do I never do I ever need to leave home? Maybe my over 30 parents can look after me the rest of my life and longevity is improving and maybe, you know. So do I ever need a car? Do I ever need a home? Maybe not. You know? Mm -hmm. Like this would be so unbelievable, un unbelievably un unthinkable in the 60s. You know, right. you just wouldn't have, 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 have even begun to contemplate that. I like that. That was a great, that's what I was kind of looking for. And, and I wanted the listeners to kind of hear that. I was just in live and raw cut, just question, just curious. But when I'm looking at also, when I look back at movies back in the day, and I don't know if it, maybe it's just that I was raised by older souls that I hear this a lot. It was like, Chris, you're an old soul. Even when I was younger, people would say that about me because it was a generation yeah. I think my yep. grandfather um, was born. I was born um, and raised in Charleston, and we live right next door to my grandparents on my mom's side. And they were in World War II era, right? Of, and I believe that's like the last era of a true gentleman. Mm -hmm. yep. So when you're looking at it, that's a whole different way that they thought. And it was funny as my dad would say certain things, and my grandfather would say, it's like, it might be 19, I don't know what year it was at that time, 1989 outside. It's 1956 in his house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you look at that also on top of that. You think about the generations of change. Right. I can't raise my daughter. I have a young daughter. I can't raise my daughter the same way I was raised. Right. You have but to adapt to change. There, there are other internal things that are also important. So mm -hmm. let me just tell you a very short story please, here please. about my birth. So my father was uh, a physician in training. He was an uh, intern. He just got his MD and was doing his, his clinical training in 1946 when I was born. 
And so he actually wasn't around at the moment that I was born because he was looking after other sick mm -hmm. patients. So he saw me the next day in the newborn nursery. And he said it was so remarkable. These kids were all lined up and all the other kids were crying. And I was bopping and smiling. <laughs> That's a happy kid, <laughs> this man. This kid is wired. <laughs> Wired differently. What's going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me looking, I was a happy kid growing up as well. Yeah. My mom would say that she could probably count on her hand how many times that I threw a fit or cried and was upset about something. It was usually I was sick. Something was yeah. going on with me. Having that type of perspective and looking at the positive in life and positive in any situations, do you believe that's probably the reason why you've made it to 75 and probably going to make it 100? Well, yeah, I, I think. I mean, I obviously, will, it'll come into play. I mean, I, you know, as I a hap lead, happiness level. No, no, I, I lead a very low stressed life and mm -hmm. I'm happy most of the time. And if you watch me during the day, it's a little bit hard to figure out what I'm doing, but it's all the same throughout the day. It involves computers. And I, I actually get up and walk around and I talk to other people. It, it, it's not a very sedentary life. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it, 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 I, I don't like set a rigid, uh, you know, agenda at the beginning of each day, got to do this, that, that, the other thing, I have a very loose idea of the tasks ahead of me. And what I learned a long time ago is it's very valuable to put some at the bottom because the ones at the bottom get taken over by other people who actually end up doing that stuff better than you could. And you realize I never needed to do the things I didn't do. The things I didn't do today were better done by somebody else. And, you know, that, that, and the science of that just keeps getting better and, and better. And so if you think of how much energy you have, people talk about low energy, high energy, people introduce themselves to you, I'm low energy. I think that is such a stupid thing to say because it, it, it doesn't have to be like a defining thing about you. No, it's like a be all or end all in a type, you know, like you can raise your vibration, bro. Like relax. Yeah. I mean, if I, yeah. if I ask you to stand up right now, doc and do 10 up downs, right. Depending on your fitness level, you're going to end up throwing in a trash can. It's going to raise your energy. Is it not? Sure. Yes. Yes. So, sure. I mean, I hate when people make asinine statements. <laughs> it makes yeah. me want to yeah. in the throat. Yeah. But one thing that makes you higher energy is just spontaneously going from task to task because that mm -hmm. just makes a more interesting day. Get mm -hmm. tired of something, leave it for a while, go do something else, but keep moving forward in 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 general, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's the way my whole day is, really. And and when which hours is that day? And that's kind of hard to define too because. I can I very easily sleep at at will. So if I go to a lecture that's really boring, everybody else feels pain, but I <laughs> simply go to sleep and I can reliably wake up when the other people are wrestling You're to feeling leave, energy. Leave the room. So I'm never like left sleeping there when <laughs> everybody else has has left the room. That would be a killer. 
That would be that would be a really funny story though. I'm like, Doc is still there. It's Monday, and with the speech was on Saturday. Yes, yes, but no. So, so like, and it's the same with you know movies. So the weekend that I spent with Leonard Cohen, I didn't spend a hundred percent of the time with him. We also went to the movies, but it was kind of all consuming the this intellectual interaction with one of the most talented humans on the planet. Uh, right. That was a really surreal. That was yes, the memoir. Surreally yeah. Surreal. Yeah. So we went to the movies and uh, um and I, I was like sleeping during most of the movie and just waking <laughs> up for the for the good parts, right? right? Harry Potter has some really good parts. So I would wake up, I would feel the audience energy, wake mm -hmm. up, watch that 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 high point, and go back. You're like, oh that was funny. Like you have to, <laughs> to right back out. Yes, yeah. That's freaking hilarious. Like what? As we wrap up to this, I have two more questions for you. Sure. And the question that comes to mind, and it'll be almost idiotic if I didn't ask this question, considering, and I'm not trying to get into the age thing, but I'm four. I just turned forty, and yeah. as you were having a conversation, I was pretty inspired by how much energy you still have today. And I don't like to put an age or energy decimal level to an age because I think age is an illusion anyway. Just how yeah. you take care of yourself and also the stress levels. And God willing, I can make it to tomorrow and so will you. But if you could give advice to myself, okay, and say, because I'm 40 years old, and if you are back at if you can look back at your life in 40 and knowing what you know today, what advice would you give someone like myself? Well, I think that one way to look at it is if if you're in charge of your old of your own life and you're sure of that, that already reduces 95% of point. the stress, right? And it's not that hard. It's just an internal decision you make. It's it's a, a contract, a pact you make with yourself. You know, mm -hmm. I am in charge of, of my own um, future and, and, and my own well-being, I am going to take actions that will enhance that. You know, if I need to take a break, I'll take a break, so on. And like seeming youthful, part of it is being alert, right? Yeah. And if if you take naps during the day, if you take naps when the, the, your life is for whatever reason a very boring period, particularly Zoom calls, where you realize that the Zoom is, is a waste of time, but you're required to be there. Wow, that's really easy. You take that. Right, yeah, the, I, I emotionally the, shut off. That's when my video goes off and I walk out uh, the room and yeah, it's just sitting uh, there playing. Chris, are you still there? Yeah, I, I, my internet broke up. <laughs> yeah. I don't, that was really good advice and I appreciate that. That means a lot to me considering there's a lot of understanding how much stuff do you put where you put your energy on, you're putting your attention into the things you can't control in life. Mm -hmm. And if you put all of that stress and like, Oh my God, I'm worried about this thing. And I'm worried about this other thing. And there's all these moving parts. And at the end of the day, 90% of it is even, it's not even going to freaking happen in the first place. So if you're putting that much intention into it, then what's the point? But yeah, I, I do. I am in control of 
my life to a certain situ, you know, a certain point. Yeah. However, there's a lot of things that I can't control, and I'm I welcome those, and I'm grateful for. Yeah. Well, I I tell people I like surprises, but the reality of surprises mm -hmm. or unexpected things in life. There are as many positive ones as negative ones. 100%. Some of the really positive ones you didn't earn, but are good to take anyway. Because Karma, yeah. Karma, but like, it was yeah, a lot of good yeah. shit I was putting in the world that day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this happened, but right, right. I'm just going to accept but it. If, if, if you just go back to the subject that we started with, sort of, you know, academia decides that their next corporate venture is having these courses and finding mm -hmm. people yes. to run, run them, right? So you would think, well, it would be a very traditional mindset. So the one thing they wouldn't take is how AI <laughs> and blockchain can save the human race from itself and soon, you know? It's like that's such an out there. But Actually, the, exactly the opposite happened for whatever reason mm -hmm. that found such resonance with the person that they accepted me right away after watching the video. I love that. You know? And you, and des so you, and you deserve it. Things like that happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And you deserve it. I mean, it comes, if you wouldn't be who you, I guess the body of work that you've put on the table and done through your life and the track record, there's right. a level of. I wouldn't say not even just trust, but such a level of credibility there. There's like, well, what you put them in a situation where they can't really tell you no on the course and being open to the idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, in my opinion, well, I mean, I would, I, I was open to this conversation, but it wasn't that I had a choice before the conversation. I trust, I trust Justin. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm trusting base. Like, and I don't care who it is. If he introduced me to somebody, I'm going to take yeah. the call and we're going to have the meeting and we're going to, it, but there's a level but that's based off of credibility. Well, right. now that I had a chance to meet you, which I'm honored that I had a, had a chance to interview you and I've enjoyed my time and I've learned a lot of, a lot of great things about you that I didn't know through what you can't read off a piece of paper. Right. So there, there's just maybe one other thing that is, you know, instinctual reactions, immediate reactions to things. Mm -hmm. And if you think of the thing that I'm known for the most, what is its basic characteristic, the BAMP classification of transplant pathology? It's named after a town that's way too small to ever have a medical school. So it's kind of a neutral universal name. It can belong to everybody. And that was my idea of how it should obviously be. And I said, well, you know, if it were me, I'd name it after myself and so on. Well, that's the usual way. But now think about this. The BAMP classification has no competition 30 years mm -hmm. later. Zero. It's the only game in town. If I had made this the Solas classification, I'm sure lots of other people think, oh, my name's more important than that, you know? And so there'd be lots uh, of yeah, competing. here we go. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so like that was a natural response. It's not strategic that I thought, should I call it the Solas classification? No, I was so entranced by Banff and the scenery there that, that I just thought this is where the muses can reach us. We want 
the opportunity for everybody to be equal. And so when people realize, well, that's sort of what this guy's known for, it, it makes them think that maybe I'm credible and honorable in other areas of life. You right. Know, you're not I really egotistical. That. You're not really, you're yeah. not egotistical where it needs to be your name. I mean, even the websites, what justmachines.com. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of says it all right there, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and if you think about how does our worldwide influence work, as I said, a key element is once we suggest a change and people make that change, we don't require that they confess that they did it because of us and they name us, right? So mm -hmm. most people would say, well, I want that linkage, you know? <laughs> I, I don't want it. Like, I don't care. I, yeah, yeah fine. I want the people to be comfortable. It's obvious from the sequence Mm -hmm. <laughs> that they did make the change because of us, but I don't need any further proof. It's just cool that that happened. Yeah, you know, it does. It, you get, you're get open to it because I go on a lot of shows and I do hear, well, my team gets a lot of messages. I mean, you've probably seen in the bottom of this um, that we have a texting community for U.S. and Canada. It's 843-396-2104. So I'm going to encourage right. the listeners to keep submitting feedback in and we'll get that. My team will get it over to you. But sometimes we get a lot of messages that come in from other shows that I wasn't even on right. that someone want to bring my name up or bring something up with the community or bring something going on. That's when yeah. you're making, you know, you're making a positive influence in people's lives when other people that you've never met are talking about you. Yeah. And that's obviously, that's, that's obviously is what happened. Yeah. All right. So I love it, man. Um, anything else you would like to share with the listeners at this time? We'll put all this stuff in show notes and, it's kind of like what podcasters say is that I don't say towards the end of calls. Like, where yeah, should we go? Yeah. Like, I'll drive you. I'll drive them to you. But anything yeah. else you want to bring up in famous last words and or a quote, well, maybe a precept? <laughs> I don't know. Like, whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, have this book that's uh, going to be our first memoir. We're we're kind of thinking that's the cool way to go, not to do a like eight hundred page autobiography. No one cares. No one yeah. cares. But just take individual thematic parts of my life and, and write books about that. So it's called Serially Surreal. And mm -hmm. have your listeners see if they can understand what Leonard Cohen meant by that, which is not only am I surreal, but I'm surreal over and over and over <laughs> over and, so. over and over and over i could see it now that we've well, the first conversation was pretty much just a touch point just kind of like walk you through you know i'm gonna i'm gonna read all about your story we'll go into it i'll have questions but it's not really questions at least i kind of know where i want to go with the conversation because right. like i said it's not about me it's about the listeners what they're actually going to hear and see if they can implement but it there's so much that you shared on this call and i appreciate it more than you probably would ever think. And I look at every person that comes on our, on our show is a lifelong friend and a connection. So there's anybody that right. I have ever interviewed that you see through the names or whatnot that you would like me to make an introduction. I'll be, I would be honored to um, likewise, anybody else. Then other than that, I just look forward to continue to keep supporting you in any way I can and whatsoever. But right. other than that, just thank you so much for coming in and shining a light on a different way of looking at AI on how much it's going to change the world and save the world, in my opinion. Sure. But. And finally, what I would say is a lot of people who know me 
find the most interesting thing is the virtual backgrounds that I use. And your <laughs> viewers today didn't get that. They just got Well, we'll have to, you know what we'll have to do next time. We'll have you come on for like a live Q and A. Right. And then maybe, maybe share with me. Um, that's one thing you could do is share with my staff. Right. Maybe some clips or something that you've done, and we can take that and put right. it into the show notes right. for the listener to get a little bit more of a glimpse. Just in, just because we didn't have a chance to use that on your green screen behind you. Right. But what I would also point out, you notice how comfortable I am in front of this green screen. <laughs> I spend a lot of time here. You and do. It's very you do. productive. You know, and 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 so I don't mind have, having this where people could. We gotta see Einstein. You didn't show us Einstein. <laughs> show us Einstein real quick. Is Einstein right beside you? I forgot yeah. about this. Yeah, everyone, everyone to see this. Yeah, that's a real yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's Einstein. Okay, Einstein cool. I I appreciate you. I'm um, just stay online here real quick. I'll put I'm gonna hit this button and then we'll go from there. But guys, be well, be you, be great. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please reach out to Dr. Celeste any way that you can. It's 843-396-2104. We'll put all this stuff in the show notes. But other than that, guys, be well, be you, be great. Take care. Have a good day. Peace. This podcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.